Let me, can I, let me ask a question about what we just saw. What is something, what's an observation you made about the post-it notes and what was said on the post-it notes? Overload. Overload, okay. Positive. Yeah, what else? Reassuring. Reassuring. Encouraging. Loving. Yeah, isn't that awesome? I think we, even as Christ followers, I, I don't know where this comes into play, but we have this misunderstanding of God in him speaking to us because a lot of times, at least for me growing up, it was almost like God only spoke when he needed to correct me. Did anybody else kind of have that feeling growing up? Like he was, the only time he spoke, he spoke loudly, he, bo- he spoke sternly, and it, he spoke to correct me. The thing that I've discovered the older I get and the closer I get to Jesus is that he's consistently, all the time, speaking just these small little words of encouragement, and it's seldom that I have to experience God in this, in this way that he's saying, come on, David, get it together, right? I needed to get it together, and he's got to get my attention many times, but if far, the, the times where he's speaking words of love and encouragement to me far outweigh the times that he's speaking a word of correction or, or redirecting me. Or, uh, so I, for me, the first time I saw the video, that was the first thing that I took note of. And I hope that we as Christ followers, especially as Grace family, we fall to a place where we're consistently, all the time, hearing God speak these, these gentle whispers of love and encouragement because that's the God that we worship that's the God that we serve. I wish I could keep talking about that, but we have, some, we have an outline to go through this morning. Listen, how many of you feel like during the, this past uh, series that possibly you're hearing God speak a little more than maybe you have in the past? Or maybe it's that you're hearing his, his voice more clearly, because that's been my prayer for this entire series and even leading up to this series, that when we got done with this series, each one, one of us could say that we hear God more often or more clearly. God's spoken in times past and he still speaks today. Hearing his voice, you've probably heard this statement a few times, hearing his voice will positively shape your life and the future. Just like we saw in the video with the post-it notes everywhere, God is speaking, but are we listening? Another thing I hope that you noticed in the video, which is part of reality, is how distracted he was. Like he barely paid attention to the many times that God was trying to get his attention Everywhere, in fact, God was trying to get his attention, and there were so many other things. He was about his day, he was about his business, and he was distracted. God's speaking, but are we listening? If we're not careful, the noise of the world, the the press of our schedule, the demands of life can keep us from hearing and heeding the still small voice, the whisper of God. See, for me, that's where my desire is, because I feel like if I can learn to hear the whispers of God, then I'll certainly hear the times where he's speaking a little more loudly to get my attention. But the whispers of God, I think, are the ones that are consistently happening in our life, but are we, are we hearing them? And maybe for you, you need to have post-it notes around your house that would just say, stop and listen. And I would encourage you, especially if you're like me, to have more than one. Listen, when it comes to my phone and making sure that I remember something, in my phone, I don't, in fact, who was around when I did the other day? I was like, hey, Siri, remind me at 2.30 to, and then I, I let Siri do her thing, and then I'm like, hey, Siri, remind me at 2.40 to, hey, Siri, remind me at 2.50, because one reminder typically for me isn't, isn't enough. Maybe, maybe you're different. But I would encourage you, especially after we end this series and we're not talking specifically about this topic, 
uh, as often that you would put post-it notes or something around your house just to remind you, hey, stop for just a minute. How many of you would raise your hand and say, life is pretty crazy and busy right now? Right? Especially as we hit summer, because most, all of us, we've, we've got work and we're also trying to plan vacations. And if you're planning vacations, then you're either working ahead to prepare for vacation or catching up when you come back from vacation. So even during the summer, things can be so stressful and so busy. Make sure that we're reminded just to stop and listen. And this is my promise to you, and it doesn't come from me, it comes from God, because I know that he's doing it. If you'll stop and listen, you'll begin to hear his whispers. So what are some of the ways in this series that we've talked about uh, hearing from God? The first way, we hear God through his word. That's the most obvious, and I would say this, uh, that's the go-to. Going to his word is the go-to. I love Jesus, I love God, and I think that I'm pretty close to him, although I draw closer to him all the time. I think that I'm pretty familiar with his voice, but I'm still a human being, and I still have emotions, and I still have stress and anxiety. So many times as I'm hearing the voice of God from me, I'm stopping to make sure is that God speaking. One of the ways that we can tell if it's God is by going to his word, comparing what we're hearing or what we're sensing to his word. The second way that we talked about was God speaks through our desires. I pray that those desires, those passions uh, are, are building up within you to serve Jesus. And many times God is speaking to us through our desires. He speaks to us through doors, whether they're opened or whether they're closed. But even then, going back to the source, because we've learned that not all open doors are God. And I would say that not all doors that seem to be closed are not God. When Brandy and I moved, this was several years ago, it was late 2004, we moved to a small town of Virginia to start a, a church from nothing. Uh, we didn't know anybody, we had no family there, no connections there, but we knew that God had called us to this small town. So we moved from the Daytona Beach area of Florida to a small tobacco town in Virginia to start this church. And it was hard. It was so difficult. In fact, we were there in the community, and I think this was God designed, for about two years before the church even launched. And you know how many times in those two years I had leaders that I trusted, that I went to for advice that would say, maybe you need to go somewhere else. Like, you know, may, maybe you need to, maybe God's saying like the, the door is closed here. Like if, if, if you're working so hard and nothing's really happening, maybe you need to go somewhere else. And my answer was always, I can't do that until God tells me to. I mean, a door can be slammed in my face, and it can be hard, and it can be tough, and it can be painful, but unless I know it's God telling me, I've got to stay, and I've got to push through. And we did, and we, we launched the church in, in 2006. It's still going today, still thriving today, and God did so much in our 12, 13 years there. So even if a door's closed, let's still go back to the source, the Holy Spirit, to God, to his voice. We also learn that God speaks through dreams and visions. I don't take, you know, the Bible talks about young men and old men, and I'm just saying, God, whatever, however you want to speak to me, whether it be in visions or dreams, let me hear you. So we know that God speaks through dreams and visions. And God speaks through people. We talked about those two things last week. So let's hit on this week. It's the first point for this morning, but the sixth point in the series, God speaks through promptings. And we see this happening uh, in Acts chapter 2, verses 14 and 16. But let me read this verse, Acts 20, verse 22. If you have a device and you can turn there quickly, fine, but it's just one verse. And, and this is what Acts 20, verse 22 says. And now, listen to this, compelled by the Spirit, capital S, compelled by the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God, 
I am going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. I, I think this is a very important topic, these promptings. Or you might use the word sensing. I use the word sensing a lot, that I sense God. For me, like this is the most common way that God speaks to me. Again, I'm always taking these sensings and promptings back to his word or directly to him. Okay, God, this is what I'm sensing. I need clarity. If this is you, I want, I want confirmation. But I love that verse that says that it was the Holy Spirit that was compelling me. Because I would say that each one of us in the room, whether you recognize it to be God or not, this is happening a lot in your life. Has there ever been a time where you went to do something you knew you shouldn't do or say something you knew you shouldn't say and there was this check within, I would say it's within your spirit, but there's this check within that just like, oh, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna say it. Or a time where you were, you, your, your desires were leading you to do something and then you just had this feeling inside of, oh, I, just, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't go. Sometimes there's more serious, there's more serious promptings that we have where we know, whoa, this is, this is a caution. You know, a, a simple thing would be sometimes, there, you, know, you're, you know you're supposed to turn left, that's your normal route, but God just says, don't turn left, and you're like, I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna turn right. And then you find out there's an accident and it would have been, you know, there's these, all these ways that God speaks to us, but it's common for us. We just have to begin to recognize that it's God speaking. Because if we can recognize these small senses, these small promptings, and I say they're small, but these frequent senses or promptings, if we begin to recognize those, man, it makes recognizing the times when God is really speaking something significant to us, it makes it a whole lot easier. The more we hear someone's voice, what? The more we're familiar with it, right? There's no question I'm gonna recognize my wife's voice. No, how many, no matter how many other people are in the room shouting and making noise, no matter how many kids are running around and being, oh, that's just my house. Uh, <laughs> no matter what's happening around me, if, if, my vo- if my wife calls my name, I recognize her voice. I want to have that same connection with God. So that when he's speaking, no matter what's happening in life, it's like, whoa, wait, man, God's speaking. I've gotta pay attention, I've, I've gotta listen. This, a, a prompting is a motivation, an internal nudge, if you will, to move, act, or speak. It's the Holy Spirit revealing an action we need to take. So it's not just, it's not just a matter of do I begin to recognize God's voice. Here's another thing that I believe. The more I obey his voice, the more I'm familiar with his voice. The more, because he's always speaking, I just don't always hear. I'm not, I'm not always listening. But if I can make it a practice in my life to obey each time I have that sense, that nudge, that prompting, I'm telling you the more I'll become familiar with his voice. Whoa, this is God, I I better do this. This isn't by uh, circumstance or happenstance, I've heard that said, right? This, This isn't by chance, this is God speaking to me. The promptings of God gives us, or the promptings he gives us are, are happening many times every day. The question is, are we recognizing them? Do we recognize them to be God's voice? Let's get away from attributing it to just our own goodness, right? Because, I mean, you, some of you know, know me well, and you're getting to know me a, a lot better, thankfully. Uh, but David, in, in myself, there's no good. You're no good, you're no good. I'm sorry, that just, I don't know why that song just popped into my head. In myself, there's, there's no good. 
But because of Jesus, because of what he did on the cross, because of what what he sets me free from, because of everything in my life that he's redeemed, there's the there's the goodness so i can't attribute anything that's that's good to myself unless i also attribute the fact that i am god i'm not everybody say amen Amen. god is god is setting you up in these promptings in these leadings in these moments where we're sensing something or we have this listen he's setting you up but we've got to obey We've got to obey the, the prompting. Your obedience, whether it's, it's praying, serving, giving, might just, listen to this, might just be somebody else's miracle. The thing that I have found in serving God is, is it's never about me. It's never about me. The times that we're at church, because I know that it's happening where you had this sense, or maybe it's in conversation, all of a sudden you, you have this thing that's happening inside where you feel like you should pray with somebody, and many times we just kind of brush that away. Oh, it's not the right time. Maybe they don't want me to pray. You have the sense of, to speak a word of encouragement, and you're intimidated to do some. Listen, sometimes the things that God, many times, most of the time, when God is giving you these promptings, these sensings, it's not about you at all. It's about what's going to happen in the life of those that you're speaking to, those that you're about to pray with, those that you're about to encourage. Listen, we never know. Many of you came in this morning and you've had a heck of a Saturday. Like yesterday was not good at all. Yet you're here today. We, we never know when the person sitting beside us or the one that walks in the door that's got a big smile on their face. We never know what pain is happening on the inside, even though we all love Jesus and we're all gathering together to worship. Listen, life is still happening. And when God is wanting us to intervene, to speak, to encourage, to pray for. It's about what's about to happen in the life of the person sitting right next to you, in front of you, behind you, the one you're greeting as they come through the door, the one that you simply ask, hey, how was your day yesterday? Let's be real with each other. Let's stop lying. Oh, yesterday was so, it was so good. How's everything going? It's going great. No, it's not. No, it's not. Would anybody in the room say, man, you faced some struggles this past week? Would you raise your hand? Just keep them up there for a minute. Look around the room. We're all being with, with, honest with each other to say, man, we face some struggles. Listen, sometimes it's okay just to say, yesterday sucked. <laughs> or maybe you wouldn't use that word, but. <laughs> yesterday was, it was hard. It was not good at all. Would you pray with me? I, I don't know where along the line. Why, why do we as the family of God, why don't we do that more often? Why don't we do, listen, God's wanting to move in a mighty and powerful way in our community. It always starts with the church, not just grace. There's other wonderful churches in our community. Let me bring it down to this. It always starts with Christ's followers. The problem is if if we're real with each other, many times we're just saying no. We're just saying no. No, I don't want to share with somebody my own pain, my own hurt, my own, I don't want to share that with anybody. Sometimes we're saying no when God says, man, I want you to pray with that person they're hurting. No. I mean, if you, if you cause a pink and purple truck to drive by with only three wheels, I'll know it's you. And uh, right, we laugh, but I've done that. Knowing God's saying to do something and then asking, the, asking these stupid things of him, well, if you'll just confirm Oh, many times what's happening is God's telling us something that he's already told us to do in Scripture. 
Have, don't raise your hand, because I know not many hands will go up, but how many of you have ever baptized anyone? Yet God calls all of us as Christ followers to do that, not just, not just pastors. He's called all of us to do this. How many of you have ever prayed for somebody that they would be healed? How many of you have ever prayed with somebody you know was struggling with some addiction? You, you prayed with them to be delivered? This, these are things that God's already spoken you have your Bible, hold that up. If you have a device that you're following along with, hold that up. Hold that up. Yeah, here's mine. He's already told us. Let me get off that, man. We've got, we've, we've got another point to get to. But All right, here, here's, here's the last point of this series. And I've already alluded to it some, but God speaks to us through pain. I know we, we would want to just like fly by this one. But God speaks to us through pain. Now, here's the thing that I want to be honest with you about. I know that this is true. There's no doubt in my mind it's true. The Bible says that I, if I'm a Christ follower, I will suffer. There's not a question mark. Eh, you might. Eh, from time to... No. The Bible says that I, if I'm a Christ follower, if I'm following him with everything that's in me, I will suffer. I'll have trials. I'll, I'll face persecution. I'll have pain. But let me be honest with you to say, I've never asked God for pain. I know that he speaks through pain, but I don't ever ask God for, for pain. Has, has anybody in the room ever asked, God, if you would, just make today as painful as possible. But we have to know that even in the midst of pain, God speaks. Listen, but I also want us to understand this. Pain by God's design is meant to get our attention. We have and we will experience physical and emotional, sometimes spiritual pain that calls us to examine our life and circumstances and explore the possibility of God's rescue. God does speak through pain, but he always provides rescue. I love what C.S. Lewis says. I'm going to read the whole quote. I think you're going to have a portion of the quote on the screen. I'm going to read the whole quote. Pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciences, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to arouse a deaf world. Listen, pain's not, pain's not caused by God. I think we have, to, we have to settle there. Pain's not caused by God. Pain's a result of the curse of a fallen world, and it's most often the symptom of sin. But sometimes, and I would say most of the time after we walk through pain, we look back and see that pain was a gift from God. How, how, do, how can we determine that God's original plan, his original design, isn't for us to experience pain? We can go back to the Garden of Eden. Listen, God's desire isn't that you would, would hurt. It never was and never will be. God's desire isn't that you would experience pain. Pain is a result of a very broken world. Pain is sometimes a result of our own decisions and our own failures and mistakes. God never wanted us to experience pain. His design and his plan for humanity was that we would have a perfect and unhindered relationship with him, always walking in the cool of the evening, speaking face to face with him. That was his design and plan. And we have to, be, we, we have to know that that's got to sink down deep into our souls so that we never look at God as one when we're experiencing pain, that we would look to God as the one who's inflicting the pain on us because he wanted to teach us a lesson. Let's go back to those post-it notes. 
Because even in the midst of pain, God's trying to get your attention to make sure you know that he loves you. The worship team, the worship team is going to come back up, and in just a few moments, we're going to close with another song of worship. And perhaps you don't sing the words that are on the screen, and you just let the words be sung to you. But God will speak through pain to capture our attention. He'll speak through pain to refine us. He'll speak through pain to develop our character. He'll speak through pain to bring us to repentance. If, if you notice, I, I, I said he'll speak through. Let's not look at God as, as the one who's causing pain all the time in our life. I mean, do we understand everything that Jesus did for us? Because he bore, he bore the pain of the cross so that we wouldn't have to. I mean, that's the God that we worship. That's the God that we serve. However, however we, we have to be aware that in the midst of pain, God is speaking. He is speaking. So don't be so focused. This is what Mark Batterson says. Don't be so focused on getting out of difficult circumstances that you don't get anything out of them. Sometimes the circumstances we're trying to change are the very circumstances God is using to change us. Even if, even if that pain is self-inflicted because of a, a failure or a bad decision or if we could, in the midst of pain, just begin to look to God. Here, here's, my, here's my request of God when I'm in the midst of pain. God, whatever you want to do in my life in these moments, accomplish it. God, whatever you want to speak to me in the midst of this pain, speak and let me hear. Do I want to get out of pain quickly? Yes, absolutely. Nobody enjoys being in pain. I've just learned, we've gone through some pretty painful things. And even in the midst of that pain, it's God, what can happen in me? What can happen in me in the midst of this? Right? I want to read one last scripture, and then we'll begin to close. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 10. So I'm going to, I'm going to read a few verses here, but I love this passage. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 10. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source, listen to this, of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. I could spend a whole series just on that one line. Let, Let me read that again. He comforts us. So in the midst of pain, in the midst of everything that we're going through, he comforts us in our troubles, in our pain, in our trials, in our struggles. Why? So that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. This is, this is Paul speaking to those who are experiencing pain and suffering. We are confident. Just lost my nose. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. Listen to what Paul's saying. We were crushed and overwhelmed. Listen to this. 
beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. Let's close our eyes. As I, as I end this, this prayer of God, we'll go into this song, and, and I really want this song to be spent as us responding to the Lord, especially if you identify with the last point of God speaking through pain. But just with this whole series, I want my, I want my life, I, I want to personally, I want to run to God every moment of every day. When things are at its best, I want to continue to run and fall at his feet. And when things are at his worst, that my posture would be the same. But as Christ followers, many times what happens is we only run to him when things are bad, when things are hard, when we're experiencing pain. Let's be those that we run to him because we love, we love being at his feet because I know this, he loves for us to be there. So as we conclude in these moments, this whole series of how do we hear from God, my prayer is this, that as we have this moment of response, that today we would leave different than maybe perhaps we were when we came, but certainly than we were at the beginning of this series. That in this coming week, maybe even the coming hours of today, that you would be hearing God's voice and maybe even in a, in a moment that it surprises you, like, whoa, he's speaking again. I just heard him like five minutes ago. Because that's his desire for your life. But let me say this, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're experiencing, things could be really great right now, things could be really hard right now. Could we all together as Christ followers just run to the Father this morning? Again and again and again.
saw my condition Had a plan from the start Your son for redemption The price for my I don't have a context For that kind of love I don't understand, I can't comprehend All I know is I need you I run to the Father, I fall into grace I'm done with the high, reason to live My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend so I run to the Father again and again and again and again. Oh, 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 through his word and this word is really strong on my heart um, test and see if it's a word from the Lord for you therefore it's from Hebrews 4 14 through 16 therefore since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Jesus the Son of God let us hold fast our confession for do, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace 
to help in time of need. Let's just let's close our eyes. I'm going to close this out in prayer, but man, I just want everything that God's spoken, everything that he's done in our hearts and our lives just to kind of be solidified in these last few moments. And I also want to mention this. If, if you are hurting, if you are struggling, if there is some pain in your life and you just want somebody to pray with you, if you would come up afterwards, we'll have a few here ready to, to, to pray with you. This is the thing that I know, even for myself, God didn't design us to walk through life, much less struggles and pain alone. He didn't. That's why he calls us together. So if that's you and you just want somebody to pray with you, there'll be somebody up front ready to do that. But God, I just thank you for everything you've done, for, for it's funny because I, I think I thank you for every series because I just love your word. I love how you speak to us through your word. And Lord, but I believe there are some unique things that happened in this last series as we learn to, to hear from you. And again, my heart's prayer is that each one of us in the coming days and weeks, you know, maybe three, three months from now as we gather and we just, many of us would have testimonies of, man, I can't believe how often I'm hearing God, how often I'm sensing him. I can't believe the things that he's doing in me and, and through me as I obey these senses and promptings. And, or perhaps that in the next three months, many would just come to understand just how much you love them and care about them because they're consistently, frequently hearing you say so. So thank you, God. Thank you for your interaction with us. That you desire to spend time with us a lot more than we desire to spend with you. And moment by moment of every day, you're looking to us with arms open wide, inviting us to just come spend some time at your feet. Lord, let us seize those opportunities more and more as those who serve you and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.